Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfrey. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Well, you saw it there. Uh, Flyers lose in a shootout tonight, 3-2. A game that they had control of for large stretches. And a goal, a game that they ultimately lose late. And let me bring Bundy onto the show now. Um, Bundy, I, I have to say that to me is one of the more disappointing results that the Flyers have had this season. Uh, a game that they, they should have walked away with the win. Yeah, uh, you know, listen, they're up 2 nothing. Konechny again gets a, a lucky, you know, kind of lucky, but just a good effort going to the net. And then Columbus responds with a minute, about a minute later, or a little bit more than a minute. I hated everything about the process in that period. Every single thing about it, I, I hated. Uh, you're up 2, uh, and you're playing a team that's just, like, they weren't even in the game. And the Ursan shot, and it goes through the second goal he scored. So they get a shot from the slot. It was a nice pass from the corner. Shot gets yeah. through. Goal. All right. Yeah, some things happen. But then the other goal um, essentially is just a shot from the outside, and it, it, it's a bad goal on yeah. um, on Sam. But but what's lost in this whole game was so something sticks out to me right away. And yep. we talked about it already. The five-on-three power play costs yep. this team the game tonight. That was the deciding factor in this hockey game. Um it was pathetic, and that was a point in the game. And it wasn't even like they gave themselves a chance and they got stoned by another goalie. They gave themselves no chance on that power play. And what did I say? And Anthony, and we were all talking about it, Columbus is still hanging around. Yep, they're still hanging around. And you know what else? It ticks me off that I took Columbus tonight, but that's exactly <laughs> why I took Columbus tonight because I knew there'd be possibility of a game like this. It was yeah. like one of those English soccer matches. One team kind of dominated it. And the other team got the the, the cheesy goals, the, the somehow goals, and they get it to the extra frame, and they win it in a shootout. And I'll tell you what, that's January hockey. You know, that's the way it starts going. But you got to be – that was I, I, just a – that's a devastating, uh, you know, the fact they couldn't get the two points, especially considering who they just played. Well, they had, they had the two points in hand. And, yeah, you walk away with a point at home. But uh, it continues a, a somewhat – troubling trend here i mean like let's not kid ourselves we we know what we thought of this team and what the team was but they they go on the disney road trip and it doesn't go well um and now you look at this and and it feels like hey it's all about home cooking it's all about coming back and trying to reset you look at it it literally is a reset right like the calendar flips 2024 you think you're back at home let's get things kind of set up you have a lot of games at home nine games at home this month and you think, all right, you can kind of shake off the end of that road trip uh, to lead a bad team the way that they did and then to watch it just, you know, like you could feel it going away. And we said it at the time. Uh, it, was, it was at the end of the first, and the three of us talked about it, and it was the Flyers had a one nothing lead. And the, the thought was if they end up losing the game, that missed out opportunity on the five-on-three is going to be the thing that breaks the back and ultimately is the moment that you look and you say, the momentum changed. Now, in fairness, it's not exactly accurate because the second period, the Flyers did a much better job of controlling possession. 
But ultimately, like that that's the moment where when you have a bad team on the ropes and you have the ability at home to get yourself a multi-goal lead. I know everybody says 2-0 lead is the, you know, the scariest one or the flimsiest one in the sport. You have the opportunity to take a two-goal lead, to continue to build momentum, and then maybe you do turn this into not a blowout, but you certainly have better confidence. They blew well, it. I mean, and here's a, actually just the last comment that came in. They, the Flyers worked hard, the really good points in this game, and there's points in this game where they really d- dominated Columbus. But what did kill them tonight was the, the the lack of skill thereof, and especially the lack of skill on the power, the five on three, or the lack of execution. Yeah. I'm not sure what, but what I saw actually, I mean, that was that was unbelievable. To be honest with you, if like if you go back and watch that five on three, that might be the lowest two minutes of the of the season for the Flyers so far because they had all the momentum going. And to not have gotten something and 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 put that team down two going into the first is absolutely mind boggling to me from someone that's you know just a prognosticator of the sport watching the team that can't happen. You've got to find a way. I don't care who the coach is. I'm not going to blame this on the coach. They have execution, but five on three, there's plays out there where you've got to know as players what you're doing. It's not that hard, you know, to split the the three guys and find an open shot or a one timer somewhere. I always say in a power play, if you get one good chance. That's a pretty good power play. One and a half is really good. If you get yourself on a five on three and you get two great chances, that's probably the way it should be. They got nothing. Actually, and Columbus dumped it out three times. Yeah. Um, that was a bad loss. I'm ticked off right now. I can see our fans are ticked Listen, off there, too. There's a there's a comment you're gonna agree with here, and I do too. Ugly hockey <coughs> and Batman wants to expand the league. God help us. Right. There there is a clear deficiency of talent. In this yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and gonna, I think like are, if you expand this two more, two more teams, however many more teams, it's gonna only get worse. I mean, games like it, this are are you're gonna get to a point where the NHL regular season is gonna feel as meaningless as the NBA regular season, and the only yeah, way you're adding forty four more minor leaguers. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Forty four more guys playing in the minors get jobs in the NHL. Now they're all not together. But that's how it goes, you know. That's where you're. That's how the leagues get watered down. The NBA is is like I see games some nights where teams win by like forty and fifty. Yeah, like that's unbelievable. Well, um, Andrew Andrew Fawcett here uh, hates seeing a forty plus shots and two lousy goals with an overtime loss. Yeah, like let's not get this twisted either. The Flyers had a lead, right? And they and they 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 scored two goals. The second goal was not really a goal. I mean, it was. It counts. But Konechny doesn't even get a shot off. Right, he goes yeah. to drag, and it just it finds its way under the goalie pad, right? And like that's not that's not a high skill goal. You look at it, and you say that's kind of fluky. Certainly one that he wants back, goalie wants back, but it's not like they blew the doors off. We got a snow the goalie fan up here. We got a snow the goalie shirt right over here, Bundy. Well, I can't see him, Russ, but <laughs> tell him you? I said hello. Fantastic. It's nice. To, no, oh, no I see worries. them. I actually, I see them in front of you in the intern oh, yeah. Andrew well, cam. Are you okay yeah. if I put you on camera really quick? All right, here, hold on. Let me do this. There we go. Right here. There, there you go. go. <laughs> What's going on, boys? All right. There you go. Yeah. You want to wave? I can see you guys. You're now, you're now live on the Press Row Show. You're, you're oh, live on the show. I love those shirts. Those are beautiful. Look at that. Beautiful shirts, guys. You, you we don't, we don't hear them, but them we see you. How to get your signature. This is my man, Daniel. He won the raffle for the tickets tonight. He's the one that drove the way down. I was texting. I was hitting the group chat. 
he was driving the whole time, man. This is a big honor. I can't wait uh, to get a signature from you guys. Shout out to my wife, Sarah, my son, Rex, my uh, daughter, Melanie, uh, my man, Daniel here. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. Thank the Academy. Love the show. Thank you. Bunny says, uh, thank the Academy, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Bunny's the man. Russ is the man. Thank you so much, guys. I don't mean to take much of your time. So, very cool. Uh, Very good stuff. So, Bundy, like, I, I do have to ask a question here. It's something that Ant and I talked about while the shootout's going on, but it's something that's kind of insane to me. Travis Konechny scores two goals tonight. Second one, kind of weird. He gets <laughs> I, know, I know where you're going. He gets announced as an all-star. He's creating probably some of the best chances for the team. They have three shooters go out in the shootout. Travis Konechny is not one. Can you please explain that? What's the thought yeah, process I, to him not getting a shot in the shootout? It's the only thing that I can think of is, and I don't think it's the answer, that he didn't want to take it. Like, there's some guys that are amazing hockey players that I played, I mean, over before in the first year of the shootout. Like Forsberg, he didn't want to take shootout shots. Yeah. Now, I don't know why Forster took the shot. He hasn't scored in, in, in almost a month, too, when you're getting on it, or maybe a month. Maybe they're trying to get him going, but that's not – I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't want to speak for the coach because maybe there's something going on, but for TK to not shoot with two goals, feeling it best player on the on the ice tonight, I don't get it. You know, if anybody had mojo to get one, it, it would have been it would have been TK. But I, I'm not going to speak for the coach. No, whatever he's doing, he's doing. He's got a process, and I'm not going to pick and poke at a shootout, the three guys in the shootout. He can do whatever he wants, but it is interesting. Yeah, actually, Russ, you know what? I'm going to say it now. I didn't even go think ahead. about it because I was watching the darn shootout and I'm thinking, who's shooting? All right, Brink's going to go. Let's get him going. Forrester's going. And I realize, oh my God, Konechny never shot. Katuri always does. It's the same move. It's either I'm going to go backhand or I'm going to pull forehand. Yeah. Uh, didn't work tonight. But I mean, he's a pretty reliable shooter, though. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. Well, yeah, because you, you really can trick the goalie with that move because the goalie, you can pull it forehand and you're guessing backhand. It's a good play. It's yeah. a 50 50, and I think he does a good job with it. Um, there's a, but yeah, TK, there, just TK feeling it. I don't no, we understand do, we why do, he we, wasn't out. We do have a little bit of balance here from Michael London, who says, "Oh my God, people are so dramatic. You you think it's not fun watching hockey? This game was better than any game two years ago." In fairness, that is correct. Micah is right. You want to go a little macro view here. You want to kind of pull yourself out of the moment. Yes, but Micah, how dare you bring rational thought to the press row show post game after a brutal overtime? shootout loss okay you know and and i'll be honest with you i think part of it what he's saying is that uh micah is saying that uh, you know like what we witnessed two years ago like yeah it was it was so they never would have had a chance columbus probably would have won even with that lineup but what was what we're talking about tonight was the whole game itself was just not it was it was nothing it wasn't pretty it wasn't tape to tape passes there it was sloppy it was kind of like they were stuck in mud at times both teams and that's what we meant by talking about the hockey game. It was a very, very painful ending to that game. Cliff has a good point here um, that you and Ant warned the fans about this. Um, they've had some struggles. Isn't this the great challenge and learning experience for the group to fight through these doldrums, separate the men from the boys? Yeah, and, and you know, you know, but here's the problem with with hockey. You can have a good, like you can do things that are you separate your your. your talking about separating from the rest of the group and showing up in big games. I mean, this is not a team tonight that's a hard team to play. The problem is, Russ, and we've said it, they don't have the skill to finish on a consistent basis. The guy who did finish tonight, TK, he's the guy. 
you know, we we can't, you, you know, I know um, um, Tippett had a good finish last year. Good, good. Uh, he scored some good goals, but he's inconsistent too. You know, same with Forster. Um, that's just quite frankly, they, they can outwork teams and they can, they can, um, they can be tougher to play against than other teams. And they have been most every night, yeah. but they can't make up for the fact that they don't have the skill um, in games like this and, and to really come back. And that's part of the spot where we have to go back and, and just remember what, what we have here, that this is a process and it is a rebuild. And I think this is a good example again tonight um, of that, even though this was a bad loss and I, and I don't accept this at all. Like, I think it's a horrible loss. Um, but at you the know, same time, um, they just don't have the, the, the regular skill, uh, to bury the puck at critical times of the game. And the, and to be honest with you, the power play, the five on threes, it was, I don't have to sell anything more except watch the power play in the, at the end of the first period. Bob Dylan over here, uh, says what's Torts's obsession with Lawton. Do you take out frost and put Lawton as your number two? So, Lawton hasn't had a good season. There's no way to, to sugarcoat it. He doesn't look like the guy that this team was enamored with enough to potentially turn down a first-round first pick in the offseason. He, he doesn't look like he's got the confidence. He doesn't look like a threat on either end of the ice. He doesn't look like the same guy. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, haven't been any murmurings of an injury. He just doesn't look like the player that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, now, is he thrust into a role that he probably doesn't belong in because the, the team is devoid of a lot of top-end skill? Yeah. But, like, Bundy, do you look at it and say that, like, this is a uh, a moment where, as a team, you have to consider pulling him out of the lineup? Like, is is Scott Lawton one of the guys that's in contention for potentially coming out in the next couple of games if he doesn't right the ship? Atkinson came out, Frost, you know. Yeah. Well, the two penalties tonight certainly won't help. Uh, won't won't hurt uh, help his case at all. There were two reaching penalties, I believe, and uh, those are ones that'll make the coach kind of cuckoo. You know, he's the guy that wore the A, right? Too like he's the guy that Torts went to last the year. Only when he got, first the got only here. guy to get a letter. The only guy, yeah. So, um, you know, again, I don't. I, I look at the last comment as I read them down the board. I don't want to say he's cooked, but he's got to be better than that. You know, he's supposed to be a leader on this team now. You just can't get in a situation where you take two penalties in a game like that. Uh, it just shifts momentum. I don't think I, I thought he'd been a little bit better of late. But he's another guy I don't think is slotted properly. Like, I think you got to find the spot for him. Maybe it, as he's approaching, there's a fourth line. Yeah. But they went out and got a fourth line guy in the summer and impaling, which is a, a bigger body. Um, Wait, there's a, but there's you know a, what? Again, I, I'm not making any excuses tonight, but I had a bad feeling about this one for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, here you go. So Phil Original says the broadcast and Bundy freely admit the team is gassed from the West Coast trip. Then you scratch two top nine forwards without calling anyone up for the game. That's a blunder on Danny B, too. Because there, there are people in the comments who are saying that they think it's a, an issue with torts and his management. And then there's, there are some that are you know, saying that just from an organizational perspective, probably not. Oh, torts is here. Hold on. Okay. And that's where I think you can grind a team. We, we give up the first one too quickly. Uh, when they score the second, uh, that's where, I mean, prior to that, they had very few chances, but they piled them up after the second goal. Uh, yeah, so take a point and go. Do you feel like you guys got a little too defensive after that second goal? Or did, was I don't that know. I don't know where we were. I don't know. All I know is they generate more offense after the second goal. John, how, how tough was it to take Cam out of the lineup? And then what was it? Yeah. What was behind board and also? It's between the athletes and I. You dominated a team like that. You guys outshot them. 
was two to one. Does that say anything to you guys that they just got a lucky bounce there on that second goal, or is that you guys just were hoping that? No, I don't know if it's a lucky bounce. It, it, it's, it's hockey. We, you, you knew the chances we were getting, especially the first 45 minutes of the game, uh, and not scoring. Um, we knew we just felt it was going to come down to that type of game. Uh, but no, we just keep on scratching the corner to take the point and trying to get better. What's your assessment of the 5 on 3? 5 on 3 would generate chances. You can't score. Goalie played really well. Your goaltender played really well. Going with the 11 uh, the 7, um, obviously scratching Cam and Morgan, and then you know, not using Red and, and Nick much in the third ice. Was there any concern on your part going into the game, especially coming after a road trip, that it might be pushing the guys a little bit nope. too much or run out of gas? Nope. With, with the power play, you said you guys have some good looks on that 5-on-3. Are you worried that you know their confidence can take a hit when you feel like they're doing good things and then they're still not scoring? We'll be okay. Just keep on working on it. We know we're not scoring on it. We just keep on trying. Travis had another great game tonight. Yes, the Travis. Connect me, sorry. Yes. Um, had another great game tonight, also made for the All-Star game. Um, you talked about him penalty killing and all the other things he does well. When you have a guy being rewarded that way, what does it say about him? What can it do for his confidence? Even more so moving forward here. Yeah, you know the answer. It's, it's great for him. He deserves it. And, uh, in, in that room, everybody knows he deserves that. So uh, we're proud of him. Last one? Okay, thanks. That is not the uh, kind of press conference I thought we were going to get. I'll be honest. Um, not, not that it, it was making a lot of excuses, but... Boy, I, I thought he was going to tee off on the five-on-three. And I will say right now, I, I think it's somewhat disingenuous to, to say that uh, they created chances on the five-on-three. That, that, was, was, that was, was the worst two minutes of the Flyer season. Um, I, I'm not – it was. To this point, that's the worst two minutes of the year, that five-on-three. Yeah, and I, no I, one's going to be able to tell me differently. There's no way. Because that if you, the goalie wasn't that good. He was good, but he's a guy who had a hideous goals against average coming in. And I don't think we shot at him. We didn't take a lot of tons of great, like, 10-bell chances. I'm just going to wait while you sign autographs, Russ. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. It's not easy being on your side of the tracks. Is that okay there? There we go. <laughs> hey, Bundy, I didn't I didn't this time. Uh, hold on. Let's see if we can get that uh not printed and 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 there's even a there's even an oh yes on there now that's going to become the uh you're the first ever oh yes recipient it'll be up in a few minutes if you uh, if you want to wait for him but WF, so. all right um but and, or like bundy the, the, the that's not that's not telling it like it is torts is always the guy who is supposed to be brutally honest and you know, facts don't care about your feelings kind of guy. That was a terrible two-minute stretch. There's no, there's no, oh, well, we generated chances. Yeah, and you missed the net by three feet multiple times. The shots weren't on target. There were, I think they had one, I, I could be wrong. I think they had one goal, one shot on goal in that two-minute stretch. Yeah, and, and I think the other team crew was, yeah. come on. Complete lack of urgency. Complete yeah. lack of urgency. I just like look. I you know me. I've been probably more critical of the coach than just about anybody. 
I think that he has done yeoman's work to get the most out of this team given the lack of skill. But I'm sorry. I think that there is a time when you take the bullet for your team, and I think that there's a time that you have to at least open up and, and reflect on it honestly. I just don't agree with that that assessment of those that, two minutes. So, that's, you know that what? That's the and, moment and, that fundamentally changed the game, here, and it's the thing that you look back on and say, that that's the ultimate mistake. Andrew, our friend Andrew Fawcett said it, and this is exactly right. They had no sense of urgency at all on that power play. Zero. Yep. They looked like they were playing on an outdoor rink or on the Rideau Canal in Ottawa when I was a kid on, like, pickup hockey. <laughs> there was, like, just go out, make sure no one gets hit in the ankle. You know, uh, don't chop anybody. That's exactly what happened, and that that killed them. That was an absolutely hideous two-minute power. Again, I don't want to beat it up anymore, Russ, but yeah. you've talked about it. It's it was bad. It was so yep. bad. And um, there's real, you know, and you know what? Torts doesn't make excuses, but he's also got to remember too that you know we're the ones to talk about it. People talk about the team, the good, the bad, the ugly, and maybe he's just like trying to bury it. Maybe he doesn't even remember it. But to me, that was a very, very pivotal, pivotal yeah. moment in the game. Pivotal. And we said it. We said it. So, yeah, um, there's one here that, um, you know, Mike puts checks in and says, if that five on three doesn't make them make wholesale changes on the power play, they never will. I think this is the problem that you run into. Though. Who are they going to put on the power play? Like, I, I, I get there, there are people who say that guys are just out of place. You have to change where some of these guys are on the ice during the power play. And there might be validity to that. But there's no so like there's no silver bullet to this. You could make the argument that like, hey. If you're in playoff contention at the end of the year, depending on how the Frozen Four go, Cutter Gauthier comes in and he plays. Is Cutter Gauthier going to be somebody who fundamentally changes your fortunes on the power play? At I, age may, maybe. I, maybe. I would not put significant money on that. Yeah. No, but who knows, Ross? I mean, he can shoot, but we also got, you know, we also got Tippett, you know, that, that, can, yeah. that can shoot. You know, I mean, the guys, there's just a whole bunch of, of, guys that need to be better to be honest with you but at the yeah. same time like if you can't score you can't score if the puck's not going to cross the line it takes a certain skill to score a lot of goals that's why some guys do hey. it more than others look at this i don't know how much of this you can see hold on i'm gonna let me go full screen jesus they got intern andrew signing autographs tuna intern andrew is signing an autograph as we speak dude we this guy's this is turned into he's turned into a legend you never lose that clip never ever lose that clip i'll tell you what intern andrew if nothing else He's, he's going to be able to take that elf poem that he did, and he's going to be able to turn that. Like, it's going to jettison him. He'll be the next Kevin Harlan, right? Like, well, years from now, we'll be listening to the NFL on uh, Westwood One or whatever, and it's going to be intern Andrew with, like, a very deep voice. He'll become, like, a chronic smoker by that his point. Mom's like, his mom's at home crying right now. She's like, oh, my God, my baby boy just signed an autograph. She did. Look at that. There she is. His mom just checked in. There it is. Yeah. Intern Andrew just took this to another level. That's exactly right. Uh, Q Dell wants to know if intern Andrew is 40. He is not. Nope. Micah London said he paid his dues. Um, here you go. Here's, so Tom Meisner is asking a question that I think a lot of people are, are going to ask. And in fairness, any other year, we would have probably also advocated for this. Tom says, would you change the power play coach now? A different look, different ideas, maybe. You know what? I'm I'm never gonna be a guy that's gonna call for a coach's job ever. <laughs> you know, Rocky's a good dude, and 
you know, his power play stinks, but that's not necessarily his fault. It could also be perhaps the fact that there's not a whole lot of snipers, you know? Yeah. I don't like the movement of it, but everyone's got a scheme. And listen, I got to tell you guys something. It's not like Rocky just goes into the room by himself, says, I'm going to take care of the power play tonight. No one else advises him. Everybody's working together on a power play, you know, right to the top. I bet you Briere's got his hands in there because he was a power play guy and a good one. It's not Rocky Thompson's fault. It's the execution of it. it. And to be honest with you, I just think the one thing they could do if I had anything to do with it, talk to a defensive defenseman. The hardest power play to kill is when there's shots in traffic. That's what stinks. You could sit up in the half boards with me all day and I'll just be like, come on, go ahead, hang on to it. Every second he's got it there is killing time. But the problem is, is that not enough teams now have a willingness to, to pump that puck from the point right in the middle, just hammer it, get it through and go to the net and do it. And that's part of the problem, I think, in a lot of the ways where the game was. But that's where the battles ensued, uh, and that's where your best scoring chances are. And for some reason, the Flyers don't have a willingness to do it. They've had some good chances, but I really do think it comes down to movement with this group, Russ. And I don't think they move around enough, and they 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 circle around the, the zone enough to get open looks. And you know, But I don't think that that's Rocky, Rocky Thompson's fault or anybody on the coaching staff, to be quite honest with you. They're giving them the schemes. It's just the fact is they're just not scoring. Yeah. Uh, David Kasselman thinks that a power play won't change until next year. Gautier must be signed. Um, Michael pushes back on you. Says it is his fault. You hi- you're yeah. hired to improve the power play, and you've been 30, 32-32. Yeah, I, I know. But you know what? Like, okay. But again, it's what I said. So it goes down to as, a, as an entire coaching staff because nobody's going to and, – and you can blame the coaching staff. Most of the time when there's a power play that stinks – it comes down sometimes to the players on the ice. I think the Flyers, to be honest with you, um, is easy when you when you look at it from a defensive standpoint. I'm just looking from where I was. If I'm a defenseman on the ice, what are they doing? There's not a no whole lot of movement. More movement causes confusion. And the other thing is, too, they don't pump the puck and they don't throw a ton of bodies at that. And that's where the confusion comes from for defensemen. Anytime a defenseman, you have to make a D-man's turn. And when you make defensemen turn, that's where the opportunities come from for the forwards. It's pretty. None of that has changed in the history of hockey. None of it. And what you can't see is what you can't really defend. And that's part of the problem is getting guys moving out there. And there's not enough of it. And as a result, standing still is gorgeous to a defenseman who's trying to kill it. And that, I think, in and of itself, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's one player or what, but something's stagnating and just not getting any better. And the problem is sometimes it does get better. It looks better some games. I don't even know when, but I mean, it does. And then it doesn't score. So you've lost all your production. Uh, Andrew Fawcett says, uh, Bundy, would Johnny Gaudreau help the power play? Just kidding. Just kidding. Don't forget, though, Gaudreau did score in the uh, shootout. So He had a beautiful goal. He was a little better in the third tonight. Not, just not, did not have a good first and second. Looked disinterested, but he picked it up when the game got to 2-2, and he showed up. But boy, how did he put it in an effort tonight, Bundy, you know? Um, is there anything else you wanted to get to tonight? No. I just want to say, you, you've done a great job tonight. You powered through. You're ill, or at least you were. You're not feeling great. You said, you know what? I'm not going to selfishly go down there to the Farg and get everybody ill, but you'll be here Saturday. And I can tell people right now, we'll have two guests on, uh, on Saturday, and I can tell you that one of those guests is going to be somebody that you would have never expected to have heard from two years ago or maybe even a year ago. I will tell you that. Nobody's going to guess it, but I will tell you that as of a year or two ago, absolutely no chance this person 
would have popped up at a Flyers game. Uh, but it's somebody who I think appreciates Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. Would, would have come on Snow the Goalie, though, I believe. Would have come on Snow the Goalie, for sure, but would not have been here. It's a it's a good guess. It, it, really, it's going to be really good, and a, and a special day, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Saturday, it'll be the three of us, plus intern Andrew. Uh, we will be here for the Press Row Show. If you come down on the 6th, don't forget that's the Snyder Legacy uh, game. That's a 1 o'clock start. We will start the Press Row Show extra early. So instead of a half hour early, it's going to be an hour-long pregame show because we have two guests coming on. Um, so 12 o'clock, noon. Let everyone know. They're going to want to tune in. I might spoil it with a thumbnail for the, uh, for the show, but we have two people coming on. It's going to be very exciting, going to be very interesting, a lot of stuff going on. So, um, oh, I see, I see a few very interesting guests here, uh, but there is, there is one that I can tell you is definitely not right, and that I is Andrew. I can promise you Andrew. right now it won't be Robert Earl, the captain, <laughs> will not be in town for the event, but I'll be it. sending my love to Snow the Goalie. My God, that's that's Bobby Clark's music. That's Bob Clark's music. That was good. I always love when you do that. Anyway, somebody was close. I will say that there's somebody who may or may not be close in the comments on YouTube. But I can't say. I promised Anthony I wouldn't say. I actually didn't promise him. I just, I, this, is, this is leaving people on a cliffhanger. Anyway, we'll be back Saturday for the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show this side and the other side of the Mississippi. So for Bundy, who you can find on Twitter at Cetarian6, for Anthony at AntSanPhilly, I'm Russ at Joy on Broad. For intern Andrew, what is it, at Andrew underscore Henry 5? This has been Snow the Goalie, the Press Row Show. We'll be back Saturday at noon. Mark your calendar. Come find us outside of the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook. Bring your shirt to get signed, and we'll talk to all of you on Saturday. Everybody have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you. Very, very soon.